Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Oh, extra, extra, read all about it. No, please read all about it. I need to sell this paper to fix me shoe. Oh, extra, extra, get your news here from us. Your favourite newsies who definitely aren't two fully grown women with jogging tuberculosis. Sir, 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 pay for our paper. It's only a couple dollars more. But check the centerfold, you'll see a few newsies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a nasty little bloke. I know you like nudies. After all, you got cum in your hand. And no ring on your finger. <laughs> Yo, Thrifty, Thrifty Cleopatra. Yeah, little Scrappy. I love being hustling, fully grown newsy women with you. Yeah, I love it too. We sell year old papers at $5 a piece. Yeah, and we slip here on the streets of London Town. Oh shit, you know what that means? It's time to tune into our favorite hustling ass hoes in the Americas. That shit rain! beautiful intro from our number one fans across the pond. Uh, yes, our favorite British listeners, Lil Scrappy and Thrifty Cleopatra. Yeah. Those women know how to hustle their lives. They sure do. Speaking of hustling, mm-hmm. this is the That Shit Ray podcast for those Uh-oh. new. I'm Rachel Jarofsky. And I'm Rachel Pegram. And together we are That, that Shit, Shit Ray. Ray. That mm. Shit Ray. We perform live shows monthly at mm-hmm. Union Hall. Mm-hmm. And this is a live show for your ear. Ooh. Mm, yummy, that's yummy, what I like to hear. I like to consume this through my ears. Um, That Shit Ray is a comedic exploration of the daily hustle. And we will be talking about hustling mentality today with a great friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, Sam Taggart. You can see him anywhere you like. He's a Brooklyn-based comedian. Yes. Been featured on Comedy Central's Up Next. Mm-hmm. And he's performing on plenty shows, people. Yes. Such as Future Forms, okay? Mm-hmm. Second Sunday of every month at Alphaville. We got Sam Taggart. Sam Taggart. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Wow. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> you know, it is going, going good. <laughs> going, going, gone. Us. <laughs> 
Off to the races. That's so true. <laughs> we are off to the races AF, okay? This has, the podcast has started. <laughs> and no one can say it hasn't. Mm-mm. People will try to take that from you. They'll say it hasn't started yet. And yet here we are and it has here started. Here we are and we're talking and, it, and someone's listening. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Hi, listeners. Hello, listeners. Uh, if I could shout out anyone right now, it would have to be the listeners. Yes. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> no. oh, wow. Wow, I love our listeners. I fucking love listeners. (laughs) Honestly, that feels good. That feels correct. It's kind of right. I love an SFX. Sound effect. The more tech, the better. Yeah. So true. We're living in the age. That's true. That's what this pod is all about. It's all about technology. (laughs) Tech to technology. As we know, two this tech will, girls. <laughs> two tech girls. <laughs> is that the thought? That's us. Two We're tech two girls. tech girls. Instead of two broke girls, two uh, tech girls. Yeah. Um, we got iPhones <laughs> and we know how they work. You know, I didn't have an iPhone. For the record, I didn't have an iPhone for a while. Well, I, I didn't. Ha- I had a, um, uh, a pay. What, what was it? A pay as you go? What? What? Like a Boost Mobile phone? Why? Hard to say. It was college, and <laughs> Wait, I had... I do remember this now. You, it was a pay you as you go. you kept losing your phone. I kept blacking out and losing my phone. I mean, that's no. what was happening. Consistently losing your phone. Right. And so it was like a pay-to-play a pay to play uh-huh. phone. Like a burner phone. Like it a was drug a dealer. Phone. Yeah. People asked me if I dealt drugs, and I was like, that is the most fucking elitist NYU thing. But here, we, before you, <laughs> be cli- fair, hold you on. Going to NYU. Before you <laughs> climb on people's back, you did almost get into the game. I did. I'm so briefly <laughs> consider entering the game. A friend of ours of was taking over our friend's uh, weed uh, uh, drug mecca, thing. if yeah. you will, his yeah. weed mecca. I won't shout him out because I don't want the fucking federales to come knocking <laughs> on his door, but a friend of ours. Yes. was in the game deep, the mm-hmm. marijuana game, and he said he was looking to make an exodus, get out of there, and I was like, oh, shit. Now put me in, coach. You know what I mean? Now's my chance. <laughs> you, um, you almost hopped in. What stopped you? Felt like a lot of work. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't want people just, like, calling my phone that much. I know. You would mm-hmm. need a double. You need a separate phone yeah. to separate That's work why they and have pleasure. Them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Two well, burner phones. <laughs> That's what you would have had. Like the song. <laughs> two burner phones. Yeah. I've heard of two tech girls, but two burner phones. Well, this we're, is a different show. We're transitioning. <laughs> so yeah, we are. Uh, this, as we know, this podcast is all about hustle, mm-hmm. the love of the game. The mo- Speaking of hustle, you know, because me as hustling as a drug dealer with two phones, I feel like that's right. a good transition. It is. That that's I said really, after really we'd natural. already transitioned. I nope. saw it going there. <laughs> I was like, she's going to take it. And then you didn't take it, but you took it a little too late. Hey. But you know what? You took it, and we're here. And I'm, and now we're we're seeing the connections. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, so we're, I mean, this is a podcast all about hustle, moving, shaking, getting it done. We're all four hustlers in this room, mm-hmm. um, including Sam. You're one of the biggest hustlers we know. We know you hustling in so many different arenas. That is okay? true. Okay. Comedy. I'll one. take it. Uh, our day job as youth influencers at the 14th Street Y after school program. Yes. Oh, that is our job. Hashtag influencer. We are influencing the youth with a tinge of Judaism. You too as well, okay? Oh, man. You know, we do our best. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knowing that you hustle in all these different arenas, what would you say, when was a time in your life when you hustled the absolute hardest? 
Mm, okay. It was when I feel like, like, you know when you first move here? Well, you guys went to college here, so it's different. I, like, moved here and was like, you do that thing where you're like, well, I was huge in college. Like, I was, like, the mm-hmm. president of my improv troupe, actually. And then you get here and you're like, oh, no one cares about that <laughs> at all. Yeah. And it shouldn't be jarring, but it is jarring. Like, of course, as an adult, you're like, who would care that you were the president of your improv troupe right. in college? Mm-hmm. But you think it matters at that point. Yeah. So you move here and I'm, like, immediately just, like, crushed and uh, have to, like, I worked at, like, my first job here was working like J Crew, making like twelve dollars an hour. I also worked at J Crew. It was awful. Yes, you did. And then what happened? This guy who I knew from Twitter gave me a job doing research for Coca Cola that was literally from like three a.m. to eight a.m. Uh, and it was like the oh. best because it was like the worst job. Yeah. I, but I did it from home from three a.m. to eight a.m. every night. But it like paid really well. Wow. And I was like, wow. I got to like be a normal person. And, like, pretend, like, I was rich and didn't have a day job because wow. I'd wake up at 1 p.m. then. And yeah. people would be like, what's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> and the best was, uh, you know, yeah. pretending that you're rich and don't have a day job. Yes. When actually you're working every night mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. No one <laughs> in <knows>. the dead <laughs> of the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When did you sleep? I would go to bed at, like, midnight and sleep for a couple hours, work, and then sleep for a couple more hours after. Oh, wow. Did you feel... Crazy? Yes. You know, I felt a little crazy. I, it drew, yeah. It felt, it took a while to like break me out of that cycle because I did that job for like two years and it like, I really was like messed up for for a little bit. Yeah, Because uh, you get so used to it. Yeah. Like I would always wake up at 3 a.m. Your biorhythms are off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is something my dad says. Like, what are biorhythms? Just like the pitter patter of the body, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. So what happened to that job? Because that sounds you know, a little honestly, bit better was, than what we're doing it now. <laughs> it was the best job I ever had. And they I essentially was a human Google alert. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just search, like, the words Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. soda and then, like, summarize what articles were being said about them. Like, oh. And then uh, they realized that it was a totally pointless job. And we're like, we got to stop paying you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, respect, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a computer that can do this. Yeah, this is absolutely a fake job. <laughs> But then I did it for, like, Tylenol for a little bit after Whoa. that. It was crazy. And wow. I dropped my fidget spinner for the listeners. Uh, we love, we're actually sponsored by fidget <laughs> yes. spinner. Yes. Fidget spinner, get you one. <laughs> fidget spinner, still relevant. Uh, yeah, and then I started dog walking, which not yes. as glamorous. I don't know. No, not as glamorous. There's something kind of glamorous that about like you know holding out your arm and there's like a dog attached. That's true. You know, there's an elegance to that. Yeah. It dog walking like you really it like feels cool because you're like ooh I'm like a real New Yorker like from yeah. like mm-hmm. a television show, and then you're like oh this just sucks and you don't yeah. get paid very well and like there's too much responsibility. There's a lot. Of, I will I will say that I did a stint uh, dog sitting in Union Square. And oh, yeah. that shit felt real glamorous, mostly because I was staying in these people's apartment and it was, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Rachel, you came over twice. I did. And that was an incredible place. I did two self-tapes there. We shot two wow. Self-tapes. And yeah. they were the best looking self-tapes I've ever they had. They were <laughs> the, light on, the lighting on those self-tapes, I swear to God. And the background, the colors, it they was had wild. washer dryer, a trampoline. They ha- How big? 
This the was trampoline. a very oh the sorry I thought you meant the apartment. The apartment yeah. was very big, but oddly a one bedroom. Yeah, which made no sense to me. It felt like they sh- should have had another bedroom in mm-hmm. there. Well, they don't have kids. For the record, they had a Murphy bed in the office where I printed many things for okay. free. Wow. Yeah. They had a they had like a like a what would you call that like a Wi Fi printer or like a like where you make print from your phone. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. It was like I love that. That is tech. But I did have to walk this dog four times a day. Four? Which, was it a puppy? No. This it was is a just grown like dog. A grown dog who was honestly spoiled. And the dog still peed in the shower. Like, <laughs> for what am I going out four times a day for? It peed in the shower? They like trained it to do that? No. Did it on its somehow it's like it like got to it that knew. solution on its own. Yeah. Really? I guess it's yeah. a smart dog. Yeah, I kind of respect that. Yeah. Ricky. Ricky the it knew. I know. Shout out Ricky. <laughs> Big shout out to Ricky listening. listening to the pod. This one's uh, for you. Arf, you're, arf, arf. Yeah, you're a good boy. <laughs> arf, arf. Um, Rachel, what was, what, when was your biggest time where you were hustling the hardest? Um, you know, I feel like similarly like young, like in college, like I was, because I for sure was like doing the most then. Like I remember being in studio like classes all day and then also working at the cupcake shop mm. and like, <laughs> and doing like hammer cats and whatever. And like d- also doing those weird like uh, psych studies. Oh, you got like, to do that. I mean, study. I did so many of those where it was like going to the psych building at NYU and it'd be like, now this is a test about racism. And I was like, do you have bias against this person? Yes. Like, And then I would just be like, I don't know. Like, when are you going to give me this money? For our oh, listeners, we should yeah. say that Rachel okay. and I know each other from NYU. That's yes, how we yes, met. Yes. We met on Hammercats, the sketch comedy group at NYU. Yes. And um, I don't know, fell in love? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We did. Um, I also did those, like, what were they? What are they? Like, so they had these class action lawsuits you know so i would go on these websites that had like big lists of class action lawsuits that were happening and like how much they were trying to settle for and then you can like sign up for them and say like you were affected by this thing because you purchased this product or this thing happened to you and so i would sign and be like yeah that happened to me because most of the time you didn't need to prove (laughs) that you actually were affected and then you would just get sent a check in the mail from the lawsuit whenever it was settled for like i don't know fifty dollars because like it just depended on how many people like said this happened to them oh my god yes i remember you doing these all the time <laughs> yeah so like i remember i got like money in the mail from like the puffins like barbara's company because i was like have you bought puffins in the past like two years and i was like i bet i did and then i got just like a fifty dollar check from them damn I should wow i stayed eating puffins in college yeah Can you remember puffins? what are puffins it's like They're cereal so like a healthy ish cereal oh, okay. yeah okay. Yeah, they're good. I did one of those health studies once where they like, it was, I had to stay in a hotel for a weekend and they literally like gave you a cold. Like they like dripped the germs into your nose. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's so bad. <laughs> it was so gross. And you like had to, you were like, yeah, quarantined in your hotel room. Wow. Did you, so you were sick all weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, so some people actually got sick and some people got like, didn't get sick. I don't know what they were testing. Oh, wait. But did they I like, was, actually, was it like a placebo? I think one of them oh, was a placebo. Okay. And I was fine. I didn't get sick, but they drew my blood every hour. <gasps> so you had like, 
it was <laughs> they had a thing like one of those like the what's it called the thing in your arm like, like an eye or like a needle or an eye you had to just like keep it in for the whole weekend and like couldn't shower because <laughs> i feel they were testing sam. torture like <laughs> sam what <laughs> it was like they paid me like seven hundred dollars it was psychotic and yeah. then uh, I bought a screen printing press and was like, I'm going to start a t-shirt business. <laughs> oh, investing it back. Oh my God, that. yes. It was so stupid. And uh, I loved it. It's yeah. my favorite thing. I wow. would say my biggest hustling time was in college when I was a bike delivery girl at the Pinkberry and Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Whoa. And I think it was just like aesthetically I was a hustle. Like I had the little like Pinkberry hat and the polo and then like the shorts and I would deliver frozen yogurt by bike to like rich people in Hell's Kitchen. That's um, very fun. Yeah. And uh, I it was it was a little dangerous, I'll say. A mm-hmm. lot of cars, a lot of swerving, a lot of like zip zap. The wind is I. You know what I mean? You know that sound you make when you're swerving oh, a car? Oh, sure. That is definitely that, that sound. The wind that's, is how, that's how they swerve. <laughs> that's how you gotta mm-hmm. swerve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was minimum wage, so. Uh-huh. Which we all love. Mm. Oh, we gotta love it. And the minimum was less than. Yeah. What was minimum? Like eight something? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember it was like cool that my uh, Georgetown cupcake job was like ten dollars an hour. Everyone was like, "Whoa, you're making 10? And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but honestly, still so little money. Ugh, here's my new theory: there should be two minimum wages, the real one and the fake one. There needs to be like, <laughs> there needs to be a fake minimum wage that's like eight dollars an hour, so that when you're making actual minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour, you can be like, "Well, at least I'm not making minimum wage," right? You know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it feels bad. Just like I'm happy to. <laughs> Like fifteen dollars an hour is like whatever, but it's like I just don't want to say I make minimum wage. Yeah, you no. Know? Yeah, and this is um maybe bad, but it, it, you know what? It, I think it's a systemic issue about yes. how we view the working class more than anything else. And I say go off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like minimum wage means something so different now than what it like used to mean. Like because people be used to be able to like live off of minimum wage, right. and like you can't like for real live no. No. off of minimum wage. In this city? No way. (laughs) New York? No, we are. (laughs) That, um, to our listeners, we are in New York City. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you heard the cars driving by. Taxi. I'm Hey, lady. Statue of Liberty. Empire State Building. (laughs) Camera, camera, picture, picture. Live from New York. (laughs) Cats. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. We love it. Five, six, seven, eight. You guys really need a sample board. I think it would go so far. I think we're the sample board. <laughs> wow. Human sample board. Okay. Uh-oh. Maybe that's the podcast. That's <laughs> the new pod. Figuring it out on the job. You mm-hmm. have to. Oh, man. Wow. Sam, how do you recharge your hustle? Oh, brother. Like, you're doing this, that, the next. Yeah. So every, every, every once in a while, when I'm feeling real uh, burned out, what I like to do... <laughs> Is I I'll have a little night in, you know, that can really save me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I used to dog walk and like it would rain and I would be miserable, I would like like eat a part of a weed cookie and then like, <laughs> make a DiGiorno. Like <laughs> something about how like, like DiGiorno to me is like a taste of home. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Like very Midwestern and just like yeah, suburban. Because you're from mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, 
and then just like close my door and like put a robe on yeah. and that's like what I would do and I would eat the entire pizza. Mm. <laughs> that's kind wow. of my that's my recharge. That's nice. You got to camp out inside yeah. your own home. Mm. I feel I want that now. Yeah. It's so nice. Ugh, you have to. It's nice to be in this place and then be like, "No, I'm not participating in this world at all. I'm mm-hmm. going to hide in my room and yeah. pretend I'm somewhere else." That is nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. How are you recharging, gal? How am I recharging? Um, I would say weeping is a good really? is a good mechanism. I've started, and I think I sent this to you, Rachel. I mm-hmm. started doing this thing. This is going to be so like oh, new age girl. Oh, doing the <laughs> yoga thing. Oh, like a little bit in the yoga studio. But you know, sometimes getting in the yoga studio is good. This specific recharge isn't the yoga studio, but it is yoga studio adjacent. It's called Breathwork, and you like, this is going to sound insane, but you kind of like induce a panic attack by breathing a certain way, (laughs) but in doing Mm -hmm. so, you access a lot of trauma that's kind of just like deep-seated within you, and then you're able to um, kind of move energy around in a way that feels like a release. So you put on, you usually do it to music. You like breathe in through your stomach and then to your heart. And then you exhale. If we wanted to try that together, it's a. <sighs> okay, notice Sam didn't do it. Um... No, it's a group. Group activities are always hard for me. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but it, it is supposed to like move energy in a way that like chills you out. Wow. Um, but it's, a, I mean, it is, it's an intense activity for sure. <laughs> it seems like it. it seems really hard I mean from what you told me about it it seems very intense the initial one it seemed like there were a lot of tears wait was that the one where with I went, your sister oh yeah we went when I was in LA I went to because there's like workshops breath workshops and me and my sister went to like a family trauma breath workshop um, at a yoga at her yoga studio and me and my sister got into a fight on the way to the workshop, and then we got to the workshop, you know, you, like, share a little bit about, like, what specific family trauma you're trying to, like, breathe out, and so me and my sister were like, um, I'm here with my sister, we did just get into a fight 10 minutes ago in the car, but, like, whatever, whatever, like, talking about our fight, (laughs) (laughs) like, with these people we didn't know, and then, I mean, it was honestly, like, well, here's the actual family, you know what I mean? Like yeah. family trauma in action in real life that mm-hmm. we're going to be breathing out in a few minutes and sobbing on your yoga mats about. But, you know, we worked through it with a group of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys um, into that spa life? I can be for sure. Yes. I. You go to the spa. I love the spa. Yeah. In, I'll say it, in New York City, quite a luxury. Little pools? Come on. Space? <laughs> warmth? You have to. What's your go-to spa? I go to Spa Castle in Queens. Mm. Wow. It's, it's incredible. You, you really, it like, you're on vacation just an Uber away, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's wow. Also, and I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't, <laughs> like, ingest weed very often, but, mm-hmm. like, both of my relaxation things involve weed. If you eat a little, like, weed thing uh-huh. and then go to Spa Castle, yeah. you will be in absolute heaven. It's a Korean spa, correct? Yes. Wow. My problem with the Korean spa is I eat way too much at the spa itself. Like, mm-hmm. hella dumplings, hella bibimbap, and then I just get, like, too full to get into go into any of the hot rooms. 
But the food isn't why you can't. No, you don't. No, you can't get the food. I always like get the food and get too much of it, so then I'll just like go into the nap room. You know what I mean? No. Oh my I'm god. I'm always like, who goes to the nap room? Me. <laughs> Fully just nap in a different location. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I've never been to a spa. Oh, you gotta try it. You think? We were talking, I was, remember we were talking about, I was saying this to you that I wanted to make it a goal of ours to go to the spa. Oh. In um, 2019. I didn't, I don't remember that, but I'm down. Yeah. I think you'd really like the Korean spa. Yeah, I li- I think I'd like a spa. It yeah. seems nice, luxurious. Mm-hmm. Do you get massages and stuff? I don't because they cost extra. Oh, okay. But doesn't come with it. I get one to come with, with my mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but not alone. No. <laughs> not alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got it. you. You truly have to try it. All right, I'll dabble. And like not having because in the those ones you're like naked, <gasps> and I love it. Like, Whoa. to not have anything on you is so weird. Yeah. And to be around people that are also naked is, like, very fun. Yeah? You're just, like, it's, yeah, it's relaxing. You really feel, like, cleansed. Like, and you're, like, okay, everyone's normal and I feel fine. Wow. Yeah. I would say there's a lot of body positivity at the Korean spa. Like, yeah. Because it's all types of shapes and figures and, like, they're all, there's actually a really uh, funny episode about the Korean spa on Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It's also, like, I feel like a lot of Jewish people go to the Korean spa. It's a very Jewish thing to do. Mm. Um, so mm. it makes sense you're going now that you work at a JCC. Wow. <laughs> <Sam>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting in touch with the your Jewish culture. Jewish, <laughs> Jewish roots. Uh, wow. It's true, it's true. Rachel, how do you recharge? <clears throat> Me? Yes, you. Um, you know, I would say I I'm I really and you know, I guess it's not ideal, but I do really love dessert. And like I'm a very much like I very much I really like know where to get the ones I like and like and I like really like knowing what places are good and what things to get. So I really love to get like a nice little dessert from a bakery Mm. and then take it home and you know masturbate (laughs) and just like watch something old like watch like 30 rock or like something that like feels like visual chicken soup you know Mm -hmm. like something that just like I've already seen I get it and like I just want to like feel like ooh, I remember when I watched this and I was young and that was so nice (laughs) for me that is loving basketball every single time is my visual chicken soup that's a what's your visual chicken soup sex in the city Oh, I would say Sex and the City is also a a visual chicken soup for me. Yeah. I'm on a rewatch right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you in your rewatch? We are at season five, I want to say. It's right after, I think, like, Samantha Richard fell out. Mm. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> it's different. Okay. It's definitely different. Meaning very little to me. I have never been a oh, Sex never and the watched? City watcher. No, oh, I didn't. Oh, you gotta. I know. I don't know why I didn't. Like, it came on Channel Nine. If you were in Chicago, and like, what were some other shows? There were just like so many other good things on Channel Nine that like that oh, other shows always like won over my attention. 
Like Will and Grace, I really like. <laughs> I appreciate that. I watched Will and Grace and Sex in the City. So some people can watch both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can I just... only watch one TV show about New York. So what else? Girlfriends came on Channel Nine. Well, I was watching time. Girlfriends too. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you yeah, know, some of us could. I had to set the timer in my house whenever I watched okay. TV. That was a rule. You set a timer? My mom was super focused. I had to set a timer when I watched TV and set a timer when I played The Sims. Wow, your mom is canceled. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Set a timer pod. for the Sims. I know. I'd always like reset the timer. Like, <laughs> whoa, bad. You actually had to like hit a clock. Like, it was the kitchen timer. Oh and, my god. Yeah, wow. and it was like our old uh, stove top. So it was like a, it was like a crank, and it, like you would like turn it. It wasn't even like a beep beep button. It was like a turn the dial. Yeah. No. Timer. Yeah. Wow. I got um, in trouble. For killing my Sims. My mom got really mad at me. <laughs> How did she know what was going on in the game? I, that is a very good question. And did you I, tell her? I, maybe I told her. I was oh, like, this okay. is funny. Like, look, I took the ladder out of the oh, swimming pool and awesome. they're drowning. <laughs> and my mom was like, you're going to be a murderer. <laughs> she got like so upset. That's a very mom thing yeah. to think though. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Every child that's ever mean at the Y, I'm like, you're a psychopath and I need to <laughs> stop you. Right. <laughs> Okay, I do. I, here's a question that I would like to know. What is, because I like, I, what is your favorite broke bitch dinner? Mm. Um, okay, a couple things. First, generally just pizza is always the go-to. Uh-huh. You just get some pizza. You got change and you can get some fucking pizza. It's true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there was like a, a couple year period where I was, I, I ate like canned like Indian food all the time in a can. Oh, and it was like this. It was like they were always dusty because no one else would buy them at the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. and they were like two dollars. And you would just get rice also, and like make this. And I thought I was being like decadent, and yeah, cool. And then like when I started dating my current boyfriend, he was like, "This is disgusting. Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "This is it's two dollar canned like." Decadence, right? And he was like, "No, you have a problem. You have to stop eating this stuff." Like, oh no, it was really. I was addicted to canned Indian food. Wow. Mm. And uh, if anyone out there is broke, I recommend it because it is a very complete meal, vegetarian, mm-hmm. and um, but just it's in a can, right? For years. Wow, what an addiction! Wow. There's some like there's like cheese in there, you know? Like, what is this doing? How? <laughs> definitely cheese in there like how is there cheese you know i don't know interesting it always throws me for a loop that there's cheese in indian food sometimes like i'm like huh wouldn't expect it yeah but it's there yeah little 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 chunks yeah yeah for years it's i don't know how right there was i remember that nyu like Dining halls, like the grab and go section, carried yes. a lot of Indian food from Marsala Cafe. I, think. I know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> and that's when I really saw they really utilized the cheese chunks in those meals. It would be like the chana marsala, and then randomly, you know, four mm. cheese chunks. Your mm-hmm. pronunciation of that was really something else. <laughs> it was so bogus, and I'm so sorry. That was really chana marsala. <laughs> it was that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was my um I was just my Midwestern in me. Let's blame yeah. it on something. Yeah. Like like ch- you said like charna. Like 
<laughs> oh. It's Chana. <laughs> Chana. <laughs> Chana. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, I just sort of rushed through it. It's dry. Well, you got to move through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, just mumble rush. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. fact that you really took your time with it, <laughs> really dug I into like those. Enunciated the mispronunciation. <laughs> Marsala. Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's just my accent. We won't locate where okay. without uh-huh. blaming on the accent. You that's know. true. Um, but that's a good, Rachel, what's your, what's your, what's your broke bitch meal? Okay. And this is something that I will still consume mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. every now and then is I do a ramen, but like I try to find this miso ramen by Sapporo and it's not that expensive. It's a dollar 50. I know that ramen. And then you toss in some kimchi because I always just get this little thing of kimchi. It's like $5. And then you got a whole little meal. You got a probiotic in there. Right. Two ways. Miso and kimchi. That's like good for you. You're feeling a little fancy. There's like flecks of green in there, you know? I will say, in my eyes, a kimchi is a little bit like yellowing, yellowing, which yellowing is like when you're you only live once in, you right. know what I mean? Like, Correct. You're like, fuck it, I'm I'm free. Yeah, like in my eyes, kimchi is like, oh shit, I'm going for it, I'm buying kimchi. But kimchi is it, like a jar of kimchi is like five dollars. That doesn't feel like yellowing to me. Really? I feel like I can't get it for under like six ninety nine. There's a very specific brand. That's like you get it's like a little jar and it like just says kimchi on it. It's always the one that looks like, I don't know, the least appealing. Hmm. Cause like, you know, there's other ones that look like fancy and it's like kim kimchi the uh, like uh it's like a uh what is it? Like a startup, but like they look like startups on the kimchi bottles. Mm-hmm. That's like uh your mother in law's kimchi, yes. which is prop which is feels like gentrification in a jar. You know what I mean? It's a white <laughs> man sure. who married into a Korean family and is now mm-hmm. profiting off of their culture mm-hmm. hopefully they're getting some of that money I'm not buying that one I've never <laughs> bought it never. it's about 10, 10 11 dollars it's really expensive and that's the main one I feel like that's carried in every in at least in my in my uh, supermarket I'm looking <laughs> in the bodegas that's where I go okay we're okay you know what here's what I want from you I want you to take a picture of that jar send it to me yeah I'll send it yeah, to you you guys are fighting <laughs> <laughs> It exists. It's four ninety nine. Okay, okay I'll it. never pay it. more than four ninety nine for my kimchi. I believe it. I believe you heard it. it here first, second, and third. Okay, I did all three. Um, what are you cooking up? My broke. Okay, I can really like get just fucking disgusting with a jar of peanut butter and just like really, it'll oh, if, like a dog. If yeah, <laughs> like it'll start totally. It'll start with like a, a piece of bread and just some peanut butter on it. But then it'll devolve to just like, you know, just the peanut butter and jelly on a knife and just kind of eating it from the jar. Um, not really a meal, per se. Could be. Could be if you eat enough of it. I'm also like, I feel like famous for my hard-boiled eggs. Like, I will bring my own hard-boiled eggs into any establishment I'm going into <laughs> that oftentimes serves their own food and just eat that. Mm-hmm. Um. You recently had almonds out at a restaurant we were at together. We were, and I purposely was like, oh, I'm not hungry, or like, I'm not ordering food mm-hmm. when the waiter came around, and then I broke out my own almonds. That's why they call me Scrappy Scrappy Three Stacks, Yane. <laughs> 
everyone in this room, that is my nickname. That is what everyone we're referring to you as. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, when I called you the other day, you were like, hey, Scrappy Three Stacks, is that you? Sometimes I forget that your name is Rachel because I refer to you so often as Stacky Stacky. <laughs> stacky Stacky. <laughs> That's good. Stacky Stacky. Uh, it's a Scrappy Scrappy <laughs> no. Three Stacks, okay? <laughs> Three sexes and three thousand dollars. Uh, it's crazy that you just said it and I got it wrong immediately. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that makes me feel like, what is wrong with me? You know, it was sort of your charna massage. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're right. We all have our charnas. We all have our charns. <laughs> that we do. Stacky stacky. <laughs> well, I feel like that's an easy transition into like, you know, what is so. What is your most trifling broke behavior? Like mine is I will bring, you know, my own snacks into restaurants and just eat food, you know, outside food in a restaurant. Like when you are really trying to save that extra dollar and you truly give no fucks, Sam, like what, what's your probably like worst behavior in terms of doing that? At my absolute worst. And like I'm, I'm not the only person who's ever done this on earth, but like... I will be that bitch who, like, drinks drinks that are left on a bar. Mm. You know? Like, if mm-hmm. I'm, like, at a bar and I'm like, but I don't want to buy a drink, I'll, like, yeah. look for someone who has left a drink somewhere. And, and people will, will do it. And people do it all the time because yes. <laughs> once you have money, you just don't care. Right. You'll leave half a drink sitting and there. And walk out. I can't imagine I it. can't imagine. <laughs> and I will dr- pick up that drink and I will drink it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it sounds is, smart to me. It's like psychotic and it feels like dangerous and gross and then I but I do it yeah and I yeah I feel like when I was living in Chicago I was like truly the brokest bitch on earth and was just like thought it was like funny Mm -hmm. and I would like go to bars and do that and I would like go to like there was this bar Berlin that had like one dollar drinks on Tuesday night but you had to pay a five dollar cover and I would go pay the five dollar cover and then like just fucking like drink my money's worth like i would like mm-hmm. be like okay well this is i'm gonna literally make profit because i'm gonna drink so many one dollar drinks <laughs> berlin berlin's in boys town no yeah so okay yeah. right off belmont yep right off berlin whoa plug i'm actually from chicago i uh, actually lived there sometimes <laughs> i've actually been once <laughs> rachel did stayed with my family uh-huh so that was pretty cool for me to do. So I know about Chicago. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I went to the green green room, uh-huh. green mile. It, it's not the green mile. <laughs> the green mile. It was a jazz place. The green mill. The, the green, green mill. mill. You were actually really close. Yeah, okay. I was okay. one letter off. I don't mean to put you on blast, but Rachel was fucking living her best life in Chicago, somehow managed to go on a date while she was there. You're right. Like a formal date? Went on a full-ass date yes. that me and my mom were also kind of at, but then we yeah. left so Rachel could just kind of... Kind of like Stella get her groove back really quick. You know yes, what I mean? I did go how on a did date. You, how did you set that up? I already kind of knew him and he like came to the show and then, you know, we he was like, let's hang out. And I was like, well, I'm hanging out with my friend and her mom. <laughs> and come with us. And he did. And then, uh, you know, they left. And <laughs> you are also like, come home whenever you need. <laughs> it's very like handing me the keys. Like, it, you know, however late you need to be out. Um, yeah, and we made out on uh, on on Rachel's porch. <laughs> I love that. Chicago is a horny place. It is horny. I too have made out on that porch what? in high school. Yep. 
Mm. So there you go. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. call us little Eskimo sisters, kind of, you know? <laughs> they were different men. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could call us Eskimo sisters because the porch, you know? Famously, uh, that means if you've made out on the same porch. <laughs> yeah, the same surface, Eskimo sis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. we're maybe we're just rewriting the definition of Eskimo sisters. I think you can. And I feel okay about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Wait, so Rachel, did you say you're trifling? You didn't say oh, trifling. No. Uh, broke behavior. Tri- uh, I was thinking about it. I mean, I don't know. I like You're pretty classy. To, you know, and you're honest. right. I I do I do like to like uh spend money like I don't have it. That's or I spend money when I don't have money. Like you have money. Yes, yes. I spend money like I have money often. This is your charna moment. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. We all have to um, have one. I, yes. Um, so, like, I will definitely do shit that I, like, shouldn't be doing. And then, like, you know, open up my bank account. I was like, okay, cool. We got $100 in here. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, you know, I guess I should go to this expensive show. Mm-hmm. Like, I should go see a show on Broadway. I don't come back, you know? I was talking to somebody one time. He's like, yeah, I just like live my life. And then like I spend a bunch of money and then it usually works out and then I'll get another job. And I was like, maybe I should take on that mentality because he's kind of (laughs) successful. And so I decided that that's maybe my route. So I don't know. I don't know if I do like fully trifling stuff. I definitely will be thrifty, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. If you go into an establishment, you'll buy the food from there because you want to try it. Oh, wow. Okay, that's not okay. necessarily <laughs> the case. You know, you know, not every time. Rachel okay? Pegram, balling like it is. You no, know what I mean? No, 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 throats. no. Oh, my God. Absolutely yeah. not. No. You know, I've been known to walk some bridges when I didn't yeah. have money. You know, I'll walk it. You got sometimes the subway, you can't take it. Yeah. I mean, I will say you are definitely thrifty, but it always feels like a classy thrift. You know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you're below the belting. You're not low blowing. You know, that's not a. I think it's because I'm acting like I got money. You're taking mm-hmm. the high road. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which is why people think that I have money. Well, has this like lifestyle of pretending you have money and then like hoping it works out worked out? Uh, not fully. <laughs> I am in debt. Sure. <laughs> but. I'm confident I'm going to be able to pay it all off. Yeah. Debt is so small. Like, yeah. Like, like, imagine, like, having actual income, how quickly you can, like, pay off debt. Yes. You know? like, Most of my debt is for trying to join SAC. Yeah. Oh, brother. I mean, that's just sitting, you know, that's sitting on a credit card. I'm just like, they're going to keep taking it out. SAG, honestly, Wesley sniped your ass. For sure. Yeah. They came in, they said, they, well, here's the thing. I, okay, I was trifling on SAG though, cause I kept dip diving and dodging on uh, joining. Oh, I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved did keep, I kept booking SAG things and then I kept being like, well, someone's gonna tell me, right, yes. that I need to join. That seems like what they should do. They gotta t- come and tell me. And, you know, they never came and told me. And, you know, five, six, Seven jobs later, they were like, hey, you got to join now. Right. It was a pretty immediate thing. And you owed a little. For our listeners, should we um, define uh, getting Wesley sniped? (laughs) Which is something that I was like, I want to make this a thing on the podcast. (laughs) Wesley sniping your ass. um, Yes. Is when the government 
takes your assets from you that you have oh, worked hard okay. that, you know, I mean, maybe like Wesley, you were evading a few taxes here or there. Okay, yes. That's, you're right. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's too tempting not to, I would assume, when you're rich. Uh, and so uh, I would say Wesley, getting Wesley sniped is when that catches up to you. Would you agree with that definition? Yeah, I feel that. I also think, like, with Wesley Snipes, it was like, this is a black man trying to evade taxes. And I feel like, you know, white dudes fucking evade their taxes all the time. Like, super rich ones, they just, like, know how to do it better. Right. Right. I know. It's, that, that is a great point to make. And this, when we were looking this up, we then went into the Kendrick Lamar song. Yes. That's the only time I've heard it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I think term. that's the only time. <laughs> the term, Wesley Snipe your ass. Before 35. Which, yes. wait, which one is that off the, is it To Pimp a Butterfly? Is yeah. that that track? Though? Wesley's Theory. Wesley's Theory. There we go. Yeah. Look it up. We are also sponsored by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. So, he's a good friend to mine. Ken- friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Kendrick Lamar. Sometimes you got to manifest. <laughs> you know? Manifesting, manifesting. Yes, Kendrick is a big fan. Uh, love, love that he supports. See you at the next recording, Ken. Yeah. That's what we, that's what I call him as Ken. Oh, that's really casual. Kendi. Kendi. Yeah, we're very close. Kendi, over here. Kendi. Over here. That's we got a booth. Kendi. <laughs> Uh, he should do pods. Yeah. It's crazy that he doesn't do pods. He's working on the alb. You gotta respect the art. Mm-hmm. He's so busy, guys. That's true. I just feel like he should make time for pods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about... He should honestly be on the pod. Well, it's crazy that he's not on pods. Are people not asking him? <laughs> I don't think so. Someone needs to be asking Ken to be on the pods. I'll call him. I'll call him. That'll solve it. I'll go ahead and call him. No one's asking him. Kind of rude. Kind of rude. They think, oh, he's just a musician. No, he probably has some interesting opinions on yeah. things. <laughs> uh. Oh, very good. Well, I think it's come to that point in uh, the podcast where we have to start thinking about how we have hustled this week specifically. Mm-hmm. 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 And Rachel, what is this segment called? Because honestly, it's famous in these Whoa. streets. It's like, I'm trying to remember, what is it uh, called? Hum. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's something uh, like, you hustled. Yeah, yeah, you hustled. Hustled, hustled, hustled. <laughs> hustled. Ooh, that's a nice little echo. Mm-hmm. Sample that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, put, it on, put it on your next track, Kendi. Kendi. <laughs> Kendi, I'll send you this sample. Um, so who's got, okay, who, Sam, let's start with you. Guess go first. How have you hustled specifically this week? Okay, let's think. Um, a couple things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off the top of the head, you know, you did send me some questions and thoughts to think on ahead of time, and yes, I did not do that. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, first of all, I had a meeting with someone, mm. and it was a coffee meeting. Okay. Guess what? He paid for it, and therefore, I drank not one, but two coffees in <gasps> one sitting. Wow. Okay. Hey. He Spoiler, he met with Steven Spielberg, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually tight with Steve. (laughs) Um, The other is, okay, yes, I'm going to talk about it on the pod. I went viral this week. Yes. Tweeting like a psychopath. I am committed to Twitter now. Mm -hmm. 
and this is my current hustle, and it is sad, but I'm deeply obsessed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to tweet as much as I possibly can. Every thought is tweeted. (laughs) I should try that. Like, being, I want to be a villain. I want to, like, be that person that you're like, ugh, they're so annoying, and they're, Mm -hmm. like, fucking huge on Twitter. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I'm aiming for, I'm trying to embrace my bad qualities. Can I hear the tweet that went viral? Ooh. Let me read it. Let's read it. <laughs> An exclusive. Straight. 40, with 1,600 retweets and 44,000 likes. Oh, oh wow. Amazing. This is the tweet exclusive. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Exclusive. <laughs> um, it's, the tweet is, when I was 23, I was doing improv and was afraid to let people in the scene know I was gay. Now I'm happy to be gay and ashamed to let people know I used to do improv. Yes. (laughs) Wow. And just like that, you have a TV show, you know? I mean, well. I honestly got like 400 followers from this fucking tweet. (gasps) Wow. Isn't that psychotic? Yeah. Psychotic, yeah. And you're playing the game. You have to. I, you have to. I was, so I've told Rachel this a million times. I was like mad that like people get big on. Twitter and get jobs from being big on Twitter. And then I was like, well, don't be mad. Just, like, do it. Just I play know. the game. Yeah. I know. But what about when you play the game and then you get tired? You get tired, but you just have to push through. I know. I know. That's, like, know. the whole point. I'm, I'm thinking about tweeting this, uh, uh, but I don't know if it'll be relatable to anyone besides me. Wait, what was it? It's, um, yeah. I don't eat pork unless it's in a dumpling. <laughs> and that's in parentheses and then dash, dash, me being kosher. <laughs> but I feel like hear it in that voice and that's just not yo what if i started tweeting audio clips of okay my here's tweets? the thing if you did like a short little video yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. Twitter, boom you're done yeah mm-hmm. you think you i think, think the video route is smart i've been th- i think i've been thinking about embracing some vids all right i might do it also just if you think it tweet it baby mm. who cares oh it doesn't matter you can tweet anything tweet. ouch <laughs> i hit my thumb tweet it <laughs> tweet it well, you know what? Tweet going viral on Twitter, getting mm-hmm. a free coffee. I yeah. hear something like that, and I just shake my head and say, "You, you hustled, hustled. Yeah, 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 you hustled, wow. Rahel P. Graham. How <laughs> have you hustled this week? Wow, this week. I mean, I've been thinking about this week. This wasn't like a particularly hustling week." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, just like kind of day, regular hustle, you know, work, etc. Oh, okay. But you know what? In a way in which I hustled, and I've told you about this one, but I'm speaking at the uh, place we work's gala. Uh-huh. Um, and they had me speak last year. So they were like, Rachel, we'd love to have you again. But then also we want you to auction, which also feels crazy because I'm auctioning for people to donate $3,000. And I'm like, I don't make that much money. Uh, Why isn't this going to me? But they're like, come donate for a child to go to camp and donate for this or whatever. And then they were like, now I'm having all these other meetings. And and like I'd set a rate originally and I was just like, you know what? No, I need to be making more money because I have to like write my own bullet points and write a new speech and edit this speech. And then like they also want me to like essentially MC the whole night. And I was like, no, I'm raising my rate. And then he came back and he said, yeah, that's doable. We can do that. 
And wow. so I got, I'm getting more money. That's and for, great. And for the record, Rachel came to me. She said, should I ask for more money? I said, hell yeah. You're my client. You ask for more money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, your, I'm your manager only at the 14th Street Y where we work. Thank you. Um, but, you know, and I, I hear about you speaking up on behalf of yourself on a fiscal and financial level. And I just say, <laughs> you hustle. Yeah, yeah, you hustle. Wow. Now, Rach, how you been hustling? How have I been hustling? Okay, this is one really specific and like kind of like scrappy, scrappy, hey, now way that I've been uh-huh, hustling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, as we all know you. Um, <laughs> so basically like at our place of work, they, for their own personal um, petty cash system, they have those like coin sleeves where you can like um, stack your quarters, stack your nickels, stack your dimes, um, and then tr- and then put them in the sleeve, and then like put you know close the sleeve up, and then take it to the bank and get cash for it. So I went through. First of all, I took I <laughs> stole one of those sleeves from work. Then I went through my entire house and took all the quarters that were in the house, and I stacked them in the sleeve, and. Let's just say I'm about five quarters short from having 10 whole dollars. Whoa. At which time I'm going to take that sleeve to fucking Chase Bank and get $10 in cash and then put that, you know, to lunch or something. Yes. All right. You like that? I'm liking that. (laughs) You know, when I hear about someone making quarters into a lunch... I just gotta say, you hustled. Yeah, yeah, you hustled. We love hustle. I do. Yes. And we love Sam. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for doing it. Sam, any last minute plugs? You can follow Sam on Twitter, see all those viral tweets at. You gotta. (laughs) Yeah, at uh, Sam T. Taggart. Mm -hmm. Um, Check me out on Twitter. Oh, Sam T. Taggart. What's that T stand for? Oh, Thompson. Okay. It's my mom's maiden name and my middle name. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, we got to wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sam, for being Uh, here. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for being, no, thank you for being here. No, shut up. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. You're not stupid. This is incredible. And you're important. No one cares. No, we care. And this, and this, we're seeing you. Damn. They are all seeing you. The listeners, all of the listeners. Kendrick Lamar and the children. Ricky the dog. Ricky the dog. They all love you. Thank you to Matt Porter, our sound engineer. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us. We out. <laughs>so much for listening to the podcast that shit ray and follow us follow us on on social media instagram and twitter i'm at ray j 3k r-a-y j-a-y 3k you're on both that way Uh uh-huh that's impressive i'm at i am rachel pegram on insta and at rachel pegram on twitter bye-bye Oh man, I love that part.
how do you hustle? How do I hustle? Oh, oh. last night I ate a rat for dinner. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> how do you hustle? Oh, me? Uh, I trade the ecstasy that I stole for Casper Mattress. Oh, sleep, man. I love sleep almost as much as I love selling my own children for money. Oh, classic. <laughs> Wow, well, what another good app for the ears. Yeah, I think I just came in me eardrums. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, you know what that means. Time to go down on Meghan Markle. <laughs> Meghan Markle's pussy tastes like a water of Elizabeth's. And I'm not talking about the Queen. Uh-oh, badge cash. That shit tastes like money. I love when my vagina tastes like some quarters. Yeah. American quarters. Yeah, it's kind of like metal in your mouth. Metal, metal in his, like, hers, their mouth together. Yeah. Like mouthful braces. Yeah, it has to taste like your mouthful braces. It tastes like mouthful braces. <laughs> Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.